You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 183. Today, we're going to be talking about the three steps to killer KPIs for your online business. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you the awesome, amazing Lane Booth, like total, just like funnel, fixer, finesser, magical goddess. So I'm so excited to bring her on the podcast because you guys are truly going to get to nerd out. So Lane, how are you doing today? Awesome. I like being a funnel fixer finesser though. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, I love alliteration. So I'm like, what are all the words of F that I could like add on there? <laughs> so yeah. And I'm super excited about this topic because I love to nerd out on data and analytics and all of that stuff because I think too many people are basing their decisions about their funnel on their feelings. And that is not really what you should do. So I'm sure you have philosophies around that as well. And so I'm super excited to dive into that. But first, go ahead and just tell us about yourself, your business, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Yeah. So Lane Booth here, I'm owner and CEO of The Project Booth, where we really work with those creative visionary CEOs that are ready to stop making decisions just from their gut and actually have some meat and potatoes behind that and really make those data-driven decisions going forward. Because honestly, like that's where the power comes from. I like to say it's like the yin and the yang. Like you've got to have that creative visionary piece. And then man, once you dial in the data that goes alongside that, your business just is ready to explode. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. I like that. Yeah. The yin and the yang. I so agree. There's places for everything. And so, like I said, we're going to be talking about KPIs, key performance indicators, if you aren't familiar with the languaging there. And so before we get into like your framework and steps and all that good stuff, talk to me about what your client businesses look like before they actually even probably have like their list of KPIs available. What do things look like? How are they making decisions? All that good stuff. Yeah. Great question. One of my favorite stories is actually from a Pinterest marketer. So she had an agency that she was building up. Her team was all virtual and they were doing some really great stuff for their clients. And they're like, all right, well, our clients are getting all these great successes and things coming through. But at the end of the day, she was like, as how much though? Like, are they getting a big ROI? Is it kind of, you know, middle of the road? And also at the same time, they were collecting all this data on their clients and on their strategies. And we're really curious as to like, all right, well, how good is it really working? And so it's those types of questions is like little inklings that we started to see from someone like this marketer that they knew there was power there. They knew that there was something to the data, but really just weren't sure how to harness it and how to make good decisions based on it. So when she and I first started having the conversation, she's like, basically, 
Lane, here's like, you know, three years worth of information. <laughs> here's stuff that's going on with my team. Here's stuff that's going on with my clients. I feel like it's valuable. Help me make it work. And so that was a really fun project to work on. And what we were able to find out, you know, after the fact, after working together, was we were able to dial in. All right, well, this is how you're helping your clients win. So they're investing this with you, but they're seeing 10x those results on the back end because you are, the strategies you are using are really using that Pinterest strategy strategy to bring 10 times the traffic to their website versus we can prove now through Google Analytics that their other avenues are not yielding those types of results. And then with her team, so, you know, if she's got all these clients that she's working with, how can her team stay up to date and make sure, you know, they're clear on the expectations for them. They're clear on what she's wanting to see at the end of the month and really bring that all together. And obviously data is a, I don't say it's amoral, like there's no good or bad to it, right? <laughs> but at the same time, bringing that to the table so that your team has a clear expectations, like, hey, 100,000 views is good. And that's 20% more than it was last time. Getting some really good tangible numbers for your team isn't threatening, isn't, you know, something that makes them contract. It actually makes them expand and step up and say, oh, okay, that's what she's looking for. Now I know what winning looks like for me and what winning looks like for my employer. Yeah. I think it's all about expectations. Like if you're just like, you know, building my social media following or, you know, just something broad like that, like anybody can technically build your social, I could probably build your social media following because that means I technically could just get you one more follower than you had before. That's most likely not what you're asking. And so it's super, super crucial for you to actually like say, okay, you know, I want, you know, 5% increase every single month of our followership or whatever else. And I definitely have some questions about, you know, percentages versus like hard numbers when it comes to data. But I really want to get into your, you know, three steps to building out your killer KPIs for your online business. And really, because I think it's so, so, so crucial because if you don't know where you're at, how do you know where you're going and how you're going to get there? If you don't even know what your current status quo is, so let's just I can't even mm -hmm. I'm ready I've got my notepad <laughs> I'm like super excited selfishly I have you on the podcast I mean it's great for everybody else too but tell us what your three steps are around KPIs Absolutely. And, you know, we walk people through what I call the ABCs of KPIs. So really want to make it, you know, very clear and simple for folks to be able to follow along. So it's a one, two, three, you know, value pack punch here and KPIs again, those key performance indicators. And so A is all about audit and analyze what is already happening in your business. I want you to take those benchmarks that have been floating around your head that your friends have told you were important, that you heard on a podcast somewhere else, and honestly, just throw them out the window for a little while <laughs> until you are absolutely clear on what's happening in your own business. What is normal for you? What are those metrics actually telling you in your business right now? Because I guarantee you 100%, those are the most important numbers that you could follow right now. Not, you know, trying to be some benchmark, you know, thing somewhere else. It's really what's happening in your business. What do your Google Analytics look like? What does your website traffic look like? What do the financials at the end of the day look like in your business? That is where you absolutely need to start. And if there's 
that's going to really lay it out on the line as to where you're winning and where you need to jump in and take some action and help your business along. So when it comes to auditing and analyzing, are there like certain places that you should look first or is it, it most likely it's based on your goals, right? But generally speaking, you probably see like, generally speaking, you're going to want to look at, you know, your financials, wherever that has housed or like, what are the areas that people should look when they want to start to analyze? Absolutely. You caught a really good thing there, Jordan. And so a lot of people, they feel like the most important metric in their business is money, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're in business to make money. The good and the bad of that is it's very clear on whether or not it's, you know, positive or negative. (laughs) The bad part is that's what happens at the end of everything else you've been doing at your business. We call that a lagging indicator if you want to get fancy. So there's a lot of leading indicators. Those are things like the money is the last thing that happens. So after you've you know emailed your list, after you've sent traffic to your funnel, after you've had conversions, the money happens at the end. And so that is one of the goals, you know, when we work together with our clients is, hey, what does that revenue and what does that profit need to look like in your business? But honestly, we need to figure out all the things that have to happen before that to really make sure that it's kind of like I said, you throw in points on the basketball scoreboard. I mean, you need to know if you're winning the game before you get to the final buzzer. So <laughs> same sort of thing here. Yeah. So while that's good, we tend to focus on, we've got that financial piece, but then we also want to be really, really clear on what's happening from that front end marketing perspective. And we also really want to dive into your operations as well. So not just the sales funnel, but really all the way funneling through what does it take to your team and your operations and your backend systems, like you're familiar with Jordan, to really bring it all the way through because all of that impacts profit and revenue at the end of the day as well. Yep. Amen to all of that. All right. So what's the next step? Awesome. So after we audit analyze, we want to make sure that anything you are monitoring, because we're all busy people, right? Is actually tied to your bottom line. So if you want to track, you know, Facebook video views for your own personal gains, that's one thing. But at the end of the day, does that tie in to what's really happening on your bottom line? Does it tie into your profits? Does it tie into your revenue? And I tend to toss in, does it tie into your time as well? Because I am a big believer that your time as CEO is very, very value-based. And so if it's not saving you, you know, helping you attribute to your revenue, your profits, your time, then it needs to be a parking lot item because I guarantee you there are more important things to go after in your business right now than all this like minutia and vanity metrics that are happening. Oh goodness. Yeah. The vanity is real. I see people getting like so excited about, and again, I'm not saying that there's not, you know, fun things to be excited about. I got super excited about my 10K on Instagram so I can finally swipe up. Literally, then I moved on with my life. So it was like this built up thing. And then like when it happened, a lot of times, you know, those vanity metrics, you're like, yeah, okay, like that was fun. Okay, now we're just going to like do something else. And it's like, you built it up so much more in your mind. So I like that you really mentioned like, this is even part of like what matters. Like right now I've, probably like three YouTube watchers or subscribers or whatever. I don't care about YouTube. I'm not doing a lot on YouTube. I don't know why you're even subscribed to me on YouTube, but (laughs) like people get wrapped up in those things because it's shinier because, you know, it can look like 
you know, your business is cool and doing stuff, but how many like broke Instagram influencers are there out there? Right. Yes. So I love that it all has to come down to bottom line, like point blank. So that's perfect. All right. What is the C then of your ABCs? Awesome. Yeah. And just to tap into something you said there, you mentioned YouTube, YouTube, like that's the benefit of starting at the beginning on what's important to your business because YouTube for you might be peanuts. YouTube for someone else is their bread and butter and generating millions of dollars a year. So it really does coming down, like what I said, you know, it comes back to your information and your business and knowing what's important and tying that to the bottom line. So great, great point there. So C, so we've got audit and analyze. We've got tie it to the bottom line. And C is all about bringing the clarity. So we want clear and confident decisions for you SEO in your business. You know, Jordan, you kicked this off by saying, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it and you've seen it. How many business owners, brilliant as they may be, are shooting from the hip (laughs) at every other decision, are making decisions based on their gut or their feelings or, you know, a whim that they had (laughs) the other day. And when you make decisions like that, it absolutely, it can get you to a certain place in your business. But I promise you it is going to throttle your business and hold you back if you don't bring data-driven decisions, you know, as you're ready to ramp up and scale and ready to skyrocket your business, it will absolutely hold you back. And so what the data does is it allows you to not only make decisions with confidence saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to throw $5,000 to increase my YouTube following because I know it's going to generate a hundred thousand dollars within a two month time period. That feels really good versus, you know, throwing $5,000 out there to you know do something else that may or may not pan out. It's really great for making those investing decisions. It's really great for deciding, hey, do I want to refine my funnel? It's working all right, but maybe there's some leaks I can actually plug in there and get much better conversion rates. Maybe I can get much better in front of a much better audience. You know, there are different things that you could be working on and have clarity on where you want to spend your time when you know how it's actually going to impact your business at the end of the day. And that's where the magic sauce (laughs) really comes in is, you know, as business owners, we need to be decisive. We need to be able to make good, intelligent decisions. They're not all going to be perfect. We want to make 80% good, 20% rotten. Like, okay, it's going to happen. But we are making clear and confident decisions along the way. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering? but are stuck in overthinking everything. You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. So what are some of the like 
fun client wins that you've been able to see that comes from that clarity piece? Like, oh my goodness, what are some of those powerful decisions? I know there's a lot, but what are some of those like really awesome, like powerful decisions that you've seen your clients be able to make because they've gone through and done the work of auditing, analyzing, looking at if it's hitting their bottom line, and then finally getting that like Oh, clarity. Like I see the light and I just have to, you know, do these, you know, seven things, 20 things, whatever to get the result. That is ultimately what I'm looking for. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And I get really excited about this sort of stuff. I love the client results and the wins that we see from this. So one of my favorite, actually going back to our Pinterest marketer, I mean, she at the time had a pretty wide service offering for ways to work with her and her clients. And so, but she also had a team. So, you know, there were certain packages available and things like that. But what we found is actually that her higher end packages that included her time were actually the least profitable out of all (laughs) and weren't necessarily producing, you know, any better results than the ones that her team was in charge of. And so once we uncovered that, once she had that clarity that, Hey, you know what? My team is already delivering results that are 10 X. I feel good making that my key offer. And it doesn't take my time. I can have a 20 minute team meeting and then my team can go and do versus me having a one hour strategy session with one single client. And then on the, another favorite client story, actually, this is more actually a brick and mortar story that I worked with for a while where they had thought of expanding and opening up a third location. And I asked them, I was like, all right, well, what's the outcome that you're looking for here? And it's like, oh, I want to generate more revenue, need more foot traffic, right? Wrong. They had the capacity in their current locations to generate the revenue, the seven figure plus revenue that they wanted to generate. We just had to tweak their open hours and we had to tweak, you know, the equipment that they would need for that location, but how much less expensive is that to just, (laughs) you know, change your store hours, you know, bring in another rep or two and keep that and really elevate the capacity that they could serve their clientele with, with the current locations they already had. And actually we found out like they had an additional $1.2 million of capacity sitting right there in front of them, right for the taking. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. And that's, Yeah. I love those types of stories too, because you think, you know, that you're going to have to build a whole new, like as business owners, we, again, like well-intentioned decisions, but we think we have to build a whole new store. We got to build a whole new offering. We got to build a whole new website. We got to build a whole new brand. Like, and then you look at the data and you're like, actually that's not the case. (laughs) So like, let's hold the phone and like tweak these few things and, you know, build up the equipment, build up the team, whatever the case may be. And we're actually going to be able to hit our goals, which is super dope. So I love from the clarity, what your clients have been able to accomplish because it's so crucial. It is. And so with that being said, you know, what are, When you go through the ABC method and you're looking at your KPIs, are there typical KPIs, like actual specific metrics that you're looking at? And if so, are they percentages? Are they flat numbers? And when do you find percentages to be more helpful than flat numbers? That even makes sense. Ooh, I love this question, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I feel like it really comes down to what's going to initiate action for you as the business owner. Do percentages get you excited and do they resonate with you? I have some clients that are like, man, if my click-through rate dips just a smidgen below 3.2%, 
I'm going to have to like go and do something. And then there's other folks that are like, I just want a thousand subscribers for this next thing. And so what I found is it really depends on the situation and it depends on the person because a big part of what we do is we really make the data visual. So we put together dashboards for our clients so they can literally see the data and it's not just a jumbled spreadsheet. And so from that, when you can see things visually, that tends to make things a lot easier to understand if am I in the good or am I in the bad? Do I need to do something here? So it does, I'll say too, like there are some examples like the email open rates and click rates, fairly industry standard on, you know, that being a percentage versus like, Hey, you've got 5,000 subscribers and you know, 4,152 of them opened this thing. It was a little bit more challenging to get that to resonate, but you know, most people understand, Hey, 30% open rates that, you know, I can track that over time. It makes sense over time as my email list is growing from 5,000 to 10,000. So that's a scenario where percentages I feel like are really good to be using. And then on the other side, I mean, if you've got, Hey, I want to see client growth. I want to grow from 10 clients a month to 20 to a hundred, whatever that looks like. That's where the meat is in those types of metrics. So it does kind of depend on the scenario, but I find whatever resonates most with the clients, it's good to, like you can talk about it easily. That's usually a good indicator on how you should do that. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think I'm definitely a percentage person as you're talking. I'm like, definitely like, percentages and like all that stuff like you know because you can think like oh a thousand's a lot but like relative to what you know what I'm saying so I like <laughs> relativity like are we saying five percent more than last month are we saying like you know so I think I'm definitely a percentage person <laughs> yeah that's gold and too I mean you kind of you touched on something there too like the relativity is very very important and so whether you're comparing yourself to last month last quarter, last year, last launch, like having relativity in your numbers is something that a little extra nugget here, guys, like this is the part that most people are dropping the ball with. They're not including relativity in what they're looking at. So open rates are 30%. Great. So am I up? Am I down? Am I sideways? Having context as to what trends you're on is where even more clarity comes in. Yeah. So, so agree. So tell us about some tools that you love geeking out on or things that we can, if again, we're starting to audit or analyze or look at stuff like where, how, like all of the systems goodness, because we are all about tools here on this podcast. So (laughs) share kind of the tools and software that you use for you being able to do ABCs either for your clients or what we can start to even use today. Absolutely. So I feel like there's a couple things because there's the systems and the software that can help you. And then there's you know, tools that can actually wrap a lot of this stuff together on your behalf. And like I mentioned, we do a lot of dashboard work. So we're actually using a software platform that hooks onto Facebook ads. It hooks onto your Instagram account. It hooks onto your Google analytics so that you can see everything together in one place. And for that, if you're into that sort of thing, and that sounds like a lot of fun, we actually use a platform called grow, grow.com. And there's similar things out there. I think Clipfolio and a couple other things like that. 
once you're ready to hook up, all that sort of thing. And then some of the essential tools to hook up to those things, oftentimes, you know, we want to see your Google Analytics. Make sure you've got that really clean. It's actually hooked up and functioning. It's not just something your husband or brother-in-law helped you like set up that one time or something, a friend. And then really tapping into the social media that's working for you as well. So sometimes like if you're really big on Instagram, Jordan, like I know you are, like there might be some applications like later where you can hook up and see more analytics than you would have that would normally be available on the platforms. Pinterest actually feel like has some really good backend numbers. The thing is like the applications you're using, you may or may not be aware that there's usually a lot of backend reports that are available to you. So taking a look at those will kind of open up your eyes on the numbers and the metrics that could actually help you make some decisions in your business. Love it. And then you are giving us a little freebie of goodness. So tell us what our listeners can go if they're like drooling. I need this in my life. Where can they go to get more information that you are sharing just with us, just with our listeners? And we'll have the link in the show notes and all that good stuff. Absolutely. I would love to share a free training that I've put together called Scale to Your Next Million, where we are walking you through the five shifts that you need to have as that CEO, as that leader for your business to really scale you to your next million dollars in revenue, whether that's your first or your next. And so we walk through the things that we've seen from our clients and just, you know, from best practices on what needs to happen so that you can scale with that confidence and certainty in your business. Awesome. So yeah, that link will be in the show notes for y'all to enjoy. And so now where can people find you generally speaking on the interweb? So website, Instagram, Facebook, where are you at? Yes. So our website is theprojectbooth.com and you can pretty much find us on all the social media platform channels and things like that under the project booth as well. The project booth, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can find me under Lane Booth, L-A-Y-N-E-B-O-O-T-H. I love when people spell things out because that means they've been on podcast episodes before. Like, because <laughs> you hear, like, when you're a podcast listener and when you're a guest, like, a lot of times it's like people are listening. So they need to know, like, Lane has a Y in it, which is important. <laughs> so I appreciate it. And again, all those will be linked up in the show notes. We'll make it super easy for you to go and say hello to Lane and thank her for this episode. So it was so awesome and so helpful. So thank you so much, Lane, again, for being on the podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure, Jordan. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.